somebody knows me too well. No, that's adorable. <laughs> oh, let me out. <laughs> Welcome. Thank Glad you. Glad you could make it. I, of course, I'll make it every time. For a minute, wondered if it's so good to have you here. You can't stop me from coming. <laughs> what is it? Not much. Not much yet. It's a platform. Okay. And here we have a little person hanging down, holding hands with this other little person. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put this little leg on this little platform, and we're going to see if it'll dance. It's <laughs> so fun. On one leg. Dances on one leg. Okay, so <clears throat> here is the deal. On this little mount are two heavy weights. Uh -huh. And the heavy weights are way down below, which makes the center of gravity very low. And that means that even if you tip it way over to the side, like that, and let go, no, it's going to right so itself. Cool. <gasps> Can we do a retake on that one? <laughs> that is neat. Yeah. So this is actually a flying trapeze artist swinging around doing their little magic all with gravity knowing understanding gravity you can do amazing things that is neat and i'm going to use this as an object lesson okay do you get the point <laughs> i see no <laughs> tell me so this is going to be that kind of a session <laughs> got it okay so we're going to lay a foundation then for this object lesson. Yes. Okay. Okay. This is the book. The book. Can you see it? Yeah, the book. Let's see if I can get the reflection off there. A solace learning accelerator. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. A solace is intended as a tool to help students accelerate their learning, to learn better, to learn deeper, and to retain it longer. Mm -hmm. And we've put a lot of effort into achieving that, and we've only just begun. Today, uh, I want to I think a minute about the students that try to graduate without learning the material. There is a tremendous problem in the world today of people trying to get credit for a class rather than learn the material. Uh, some people call it cheating. And the question about cheating is, when you cheat in a class, who are you cheating? Mm -hmm. Are you cheating me because I helped create a solace? Or are you cheating yourself? Yes. Are you cheating your own future? Mm -hmm. Years ago, when I was at university, I took a class in physics. It happened to be a, a course taught by uh, Dr. Merrill a wonderful professor at my university. And Dr. Merrill was one of the four authors of the very popular textbook that we used in this course. And he was, was one of my favorite professors at the university. Well, in the subject of, of physics, there are many uh, areas that are covered. One of the areas that's covered is thermodynamics. And it turns out that for a lot of students, 
the chapter on thermodynamics is one of the hardest chapters in the book to master. And I was very interested in thermodynamics because it's the part of physics that helps you analyze things like efficiency of hydrogen engines, which I was all into, you know, since the high school science fair. And so one day, Dr. Merrill came to class and he said, I've got some news. Next week, I'm going to be speaking at a technical conference out of town, so we will not be holding class. And to not get off the schedule, we're going to skip the chapter on thermodynamics. And the class went wild with cheers. Ray, Ray, no thermodynamics. And, and for a lot of students, that would have really helped that class, because it probably is the hardest chapter in that textbook. Mm. And one goofy student. <laughs> goofy? Raised their hand. That was you? Yeah, it was. Might have been. <laughs> and, oh. and when he called on me, I said, but uh, thermodynamics is why I took this course. He said, I, I need that chapter. And the students around, boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, okay, you can come to my office after class. And I will do that chapter one-on-one -on -one with you, which turned out, yay, that was really good. Because he was an amazing instructor. And he did take time to go through and teach me thermodynamics. And it was kind of nice to have a great professor one-on-one -on -one so that every time I had a little question or something, he could help me ease into it. And I really appreciated it. But something very significant happened in that event. These students paid a lot of money to that university to learn physics. Mm. And now they were being robbed of one of the most important subjects. And they cheered. What does that tell us? They didn't want to learn physics. They wanted to get a diploma. And there's something wrong with that mentality, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Are we here to learn? Or are we here to pretend we learned? And unfortunately, someday some of those guys were going to bump into a need for thermodynamics and they weren't going to be as well prepared as they could have been. Thermodynamics is a, is a very, very, very important subject. But the idea of going to school to get a diploma, which I guess means prestige, maybe a job, Versus going to school to empower yourself with knowledge is a really, really different thing. This past week, um, I had the opportunity to meet some students, some very brilliant students that have worked very hard to break a solace. They're clever, very clever, and they worked on a system to hack a cellus, to be able to pull answers off, to be able to make it possible to do lessons without doing the lessons. Skip the videos, have the lessons automatically answer. You could graduate in a day. And I, I asked one of them, why? Why are you fighting me? I am 
working so hard to make sure that every student becomes the owner of this knowledge. Why are you trying to stop me? Are you mad at these students? And this particular student, I think, is going to be a good friend of mine. We got into a pretty good discussion. And he's already done some things, which if he's with us tonight, thank you. I appreciate it. Helping me get some of his buddies turned around and get back on track. But think about it a minute. What good is a diploma if it doesn't mean anything? And if we could break a cellus and make it so that every student got every problem right, what would that do? These are students that have been doing a cellus for many years. Their credentials are because they did a cellus. If they break it and then you go to get a job and say, yeah, I graduated a cellus. They say, oh, yeah, I understand that it's broken, and so I don't trust that. What would you learn somewhere else? It's like breaking your own diploma. It's like shooting yourself in the foot. And I can tell you officially, that hurts. Because <laughs> she told me. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> so back on point. What is knowledge? Knowledge is the ability to see how things go together, to see how to make things happen. Knowledge is the power to do incredible things in your life. And I hope by the time we finish this session that some of you realize, wow, I really want knowledge. Yes, it's work. You know those guys that go to the gym and they work out? <coughs> and then they pay. They pay some Yahoo to come in and say, oh, do 10 more. <laughs> I would pay him not to say it. <laughs> but if they want to build those muscles, they have to put in the effort. They have to struggle. And my favorite muscle is the gray matter muscle. And it grows the same way the others do, by toning, by exercise. The more that you learn, the better you are at learning, the more power you have to make things do what you want. And I think that's really exciting. Now, I like to kind of bring you into the, into the huddle. Hi. Hi. <laughs> of what we do in the Acellus development team. We have lessons that are intended to help a student understand a concept. We look all over this nation for the very, very best teacher on a subject we can find. And then we, we see if we can convince them to come and spend time here in our Acela studios, professionally filming their lessons, trying to get them just perfect. Some of you already know that the very funny Tobias, I mean very clever, brilliant, funny Tobias, <laughs> is in charge of a team that actually films the Acellus courses. By the way, I could just let out of the bag. He's getting ready to bring in a new group 
of team members. If anyone's interested in video editing, video filming, that kind of stuff, and they'd like getting an apprenticeship, you ought to reach out because he's getting ready to take in another group. And people that go through his program come out very, very capable. You work with the best equipment, and you learn to develop the very best skills. And every year, it gets better there. But going forward, we try to get the videos so that they reach everyone. We try to get them the best lessons you could possibly get on this planet and maybe in this galaxy. Okay? But then, after you finish the lesson, we go to a thing called the assessment. The assessment is the tool we use to find out how well you got it. And especially to find out if there's some part of the important concepts of this lesson that you missed. If you missed a, con a concept, it's going to block you from the future lessons. So we want to find out if you missed it. And if you missed it, then we want to figure out what we do to fix it. And we bring in vectored instruction and all kinds of things that literally we spent millions of dollars of developing to help you so that you'll get those concepts repaired and clean and clear your minds so you can go forward with the learning. Now, what if someone came in and made it so that our assessments didn't work? What if they went, went in and they stole the answers so that when you're ready to be tested, to be assessed, to be evaluated, to help you do better, they just stick in the answer for you. No effort, no brains, no pain, no learning. All of a sudden, these magnificent tools that we've worked so hard to develop would be shut down. Is there no value to learning? Only a fool wouldn't understand the importance of mastering these materials. It would really be foolish to skip a chapter on thermodynamics or to miss a chance to be assessed so that you get all of the best learning tools there to help you to master an important subject. And so that brings up the thing that I really want to talk about. You know, this acrobatic here, they're swinging through the air. And in a way, if you really get this just just really clear. I wonder if the camera can, can keep up with this one. <laughs> that wasn't very nice, was it? Okay, now you can see it. So there's the little guy here standing, and then there's the person whose hands are being held and are flying through the air. Well, let's suppose that this bigger person is the teacher, and this little one is the Acela student. Okay. And the Acela student is trying so hard to hang on to learning but they're at the mercy of the teacher. That's why in the cellars we get the very best teachers that can be found. And you know what? I decide the best teachers aren't good enough for a cellar students. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? We get the best teachers, we bring them in here, and we work to make them better. <laughs> and the cellar teachers that have worked with us for year after year after year say, man, this has really made me a better teacher. Because normally, 
teachers don't get a chance to get feedback on how well everybody got the concepts. With the cellists, they do because of those assessments. Okay, so we count on the teachers to help us on our education journey. But today, I want to flip it around. Hello. Hey, <laughs> settle down. I want to count on the students to help me better learn how to make the assessments. So some of the most brilliant minds in the world joined together, up to 28 of them nationally, to try and figure out how to find ways to skip learning in a cellist. And so as I was talking to one of the most brilliant of the group, I said, you want the challenge. I understand that. So the real challenge is, why don't you help me? Mm -hmm. If we could make better assessments, students could learn better. How do you get students not to cheat? Well, first of all, you get them to understand. It's your foot you're shooting, dummy. <laughs> it's not my foot. Everything I'm ever going to learn, I've learned. <laughs> it's your foot you're shooting. So you get them to understand that cheating is hurting themselves. It's hurting your own future. But <laughs> see this book? This is the Acillus book. This is how we do it. You want to know all the things of how it works? Get this book and read it. Except this book sold out. Too bad. So we're doing a second edition. Only the second edition is already more than double as thick. Because that's how much we've learned since this one came out. And in the new edition, we talk a lot more about assessments. And what we realized is that a lot of people are being trained in our society today to take shortcuts, to cheat. And how do you get students not to cheat? Well, you teach them the reason, the value for the learning. But there's another way, too. Get the most clever brains in the world on your side and get them to help you figure out how to make learning easier than cheating. <laughs> Isn't that a crazy idea? I saw that uh, one of the mega giant tech companies is coming out with this new tool. It, it'll run on your cell phone. And if you're doing an exam, if you're doing a lesson, you just hold it up there, center the problem on your screen, and it'll give you the answer. All you got to do is be able to hold and write. And you can graduate from any subject knowing absolutely nothing about it. And they're just so proud of themselves for doing it. This is to help kids in their schooling. Goodness sakes. This doesn't help kids. This destroys the future of students. But how do you overcome something like that? I mean, if. If everybody's got a cell phone, if you just got to hold it right up there at the screen, you sell a screen, boop, there's the answer, enter the answer, boop, there's the answer. 
I guess we should just give up. It's too late. They won. And the little student goes flying through the air and lands in a heap. No, I don't buy that. So what could we do if you have that kind of a tool? And so I said to our developers, it's easy. And they said, it is? How's it easy? I said, well, give me a minute. <laughs> but it is easy. All you've got to do is make doing the problem, learning the material, easier than holding up the camera and copying the answer down. How would you like to go all the way through school holding up a camera and copying answers? That sounds really boring. It does. Now, a good assessment should be something that's really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And I realize that the way education's been doing them, you know, which one is it? Is it A? Is it B? Is it C? Is it D? In Acellus, early on, I mean like over a decade ago, we realized that when a student puts A on every single choice, they're probably guessing. <laughs> a, 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 A. Or B. <laughs> so you're one of them. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know, a multiple choice, or as some people call them, a multiple guess question, it's not really a good thing. It doesn't really work. And so we want to work on the next generation of assessments. We want an assessment to be an activity, an exploration. We want the thing to be not ABC, but you go in and you see an image, and it's interactive, and you do things with it, and it kind of works. So if you have that, like right now, we're starting to put in step problems. And what is a step problem? It's where you've got a problem, and there's steps in solving it, where you're getting the intermediate pieces. Well, it helps people learn the steps in solving some of these more complicated math problems. But at the same time, it makes showing the problem to your cell phone, it, it doesn't know which step you're on. <laughs> oh, that helped. That really did it. But it's a lot better when the solution is starting to drag an element across the screen with your optical mouse for Tobias. I'm still on the rollerball mouse. And Peugeot's still using the hand-sharpened pencil. How did you know? I love pencils. I do. <laughs> I like them. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could harness the finest minds to be able to make assessments a wonderful experience? to figure out how to code and to program. And furthermore, I think that assessments shouldn't just assess how well you understand the concepts. I think it should go a step further. I think that assessments, which is like problems you have to solve at the end of a lesson, I think they should also teach you, especially if you don't understand. The idea here is, the time that a student spends learning, studying, to me at least, is sacred time. It's kind of like fishing. <laughs> the time you spend fishing shouldn't count off your life. 
It's sacred time, fishing. Okay, I like to fish. But the time the student spent learning is sacred time. It should be enjoyable and it should be very productive. And learning gets very difficult when you're going along and all of a sudden you hit up against something that you didn't learn in the last lesson or you didn't learn in this lesson or you didn't learn last school year and you're stuck and you can't go on. It's like a roadblock. And these assessments should be able to tell when you run into those kind of roadblocks and give you a way right there on that spot to be able to learn the material. We call these learning assessments or teaching assessments and I think it is going to be a bold new thing coming forward. This is how we're going to help students not fall into the trap of becoming a cheater and cheating their own future from learning. You know, cheating is um, is a bad word. It's a bad thing. You can cheat your whole life, but inevitably, cheating hurts somebody. And usually it hurts everyone. And I think we want to teach people not to be cheaters, but to be winners. It's, uh, it's not nearly as fun to win if you won by, by cheating. I used to be a football player. I don't act so surprised. <laughs> no, I, I was young, and I was in the, you know, the peanut football league, and we were so young and fragile, you couldn't tackle. So we had these little flags would wear. If they pulled the flags out, you were tackled. But uh, <clears throat> I was in that football league, and we were there competing. Well, my little team was doing pretty good. And on one particular Saturday, we were up against another team that we were a little worried about because those guys were bigger than us. And we were pretty worried about it. Pretty worried about it. We practiced during the week. We went there, and it came time for the game, <laughs> and they didn't show up. <laughs> now, I don't know okay. if the coach's car broke down or what happened, but they didn't show up. And we were there, so we won by forfeit. <laughs> no one pulled our flags. No one tackled us. No one did anything. No one didn't even show up, but we won. And I was so proud, and I got home. So how'd it go? Oh, we won. <laughs> really? How'd you do it? Play hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's not the joy of victory yeah. in winning if you didn't really win. And you know, maybe one game, you know, it was pretty enjoyable. We beat them. But in life, Cheating isn't winning. Che cheating is what I call a cheap form of losing. Mm. And we, we can do better. So I'm calling on the guys that need a challenge. <laughs> These really creative guys that are, you know, I'm not willing to learn the lesson, but I'm willing to spend 400 hours figuring out how I don't have to. 
<laughs> Pretty smart guy, isn't he? Calling on them to help us figure out how to make assessments where people won't be tempted to cheat, where they'll have so much fun doing it, they'll have so much fun learning and getting knowledge that they'll want to do it just because it's really enjoyable. And by the time they start to realize the value of that knowledge, they're well on their way to have successful, wonderful lives. And also assessments that build in the capability of being able to help teach a concept. And it really can work. Now, we put a lot of interesting things like that in Acellus. And I, I want to talk about just one to give you an example, because I'm hoping that some of you are going to say, hey, wait a minute, I think I've got an idea on how to do this. And I'm hoping I get some ideas. I really hope I am. And I'm actually thinking that I may set up some kind of a program for students who want to get involved in things like this that have good ideas to actually become part of our team remotely. What do you think? I think it's going to be neat. Mm -hmm. It is neat. So consider this. <clears throat> when you teach a, a lesson and then you, you give a problem, a set of problems or an assessment to the students, and when you have as many students as we have on Acellus, very quickly you get a lot, of, a lot of responses. And if the lesson's any good, most of the responses are right. But let's say there's 20% of the students that put in the wrong answer. We noticed something really interesting about that. We started looking at the wrong answers students were entering. And we found out that whole groups of students were putting in the same wrong answer. And I thought, that's got to mean something. Why are they putting in the same wrong answer? And there's another group, and they've got their own wrong answer. And so we did start to study it. And we discovered there is a great lesson here, especially if the assessments are very well created the wrong answer they put in tells you what they don't understand. Can I give you a real simple example? This works better with more complicated things, but it's harder to explain. So I'm going to go to something real easy. Let's suppose that we're in elementary school again. Okay. I actually still am. <laughs> but we're in elementary school, and they're trying to teach us the difference between months, days, and years. Okay. And so then, after the lesson, we give an assessment to the student, and we say, how many months are there in a year? 80% of the kids put 12. They got it. There are 12 months in a year. But about 4% of the kids put in 365. There's not 365 months in a year. But if you look at that number, you realize, wait a minute, there are 365 days. They're confusing days with months. We just need to explain it to them one more time. Hey, wait a minute. Matthew. <laughs> days are just one day. Months are 30 days. You know, you got to figure this out. And a year is 365. So... We built a feature into, into Acellus. We call it wrong answer videos. 
And when a bunch of students start putting in the same wrong answer, a cellist sets off an alarm for the, the teachers here. And it says, look, we got a whole bunch of students putting in 365. It must mean something. And so we go study it. We look at it. Oh, they're confusing months and days. So then we film a special video. And that video goes something like this. Hey, Matthew. <laughs> you missed this one, but I think I know why. We're asking you how many months are there in a year, and you put how many days? There are 365 days, but there's only 12 months. So you've got to remember, months, there's 12 in a year, like January, February, March, those are months. Days, there are 365. Let's try another problem like that and see if you can get it right. If Matthew's half asleep, which is how he studies. <laughs> and, and he gets, to, by the way, he's the head of the course for development team. <laughs> and hopefully he's still with us tomorrow. But anyway. <laughs> so he puts in his answer, I think it's 365, and it comes right back and says, hey, Matthew, here's what it is. It immediately helps him correct the flaw in his understanding. He's going to learn. We found the students that thought they were, I'm stupid, I can't learn this. I am stupid. <sighs> Give me the creeps when people say they're stupid just because they haven't been taught well. We've had students that absolutely thought they couldn't learn and thought they were stupid that got in with these wrong answer videos and they started making up all of the missing pieces they had and they started doing really well and said, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at math. You are. Yeah. She thought I was stupid. <laughs> Did not. You want an argument? <laughs> Don't ever get in an argument with her. She'll go social on you. <laughs> but anyway, wrong answer videos were one of the big milestones in the solace. It made a huge difference. And from there, we went on to the chapter on vectored instruction. Vectors are one of my favorite words from physics. In physics, a vector is a force pointing in a particular direction. It's a force with a direction. And I love vectors in physics. And so I thought, hey, we need to do vectors here. So now we go in and find out where a person has a deficiency in their understanding. And we can't fix it with just one help video. So what we do when we find out they don't understand that part, like let's say it's fractions. You're going to add fractions. You've got to know that the only way you can add fractions is to get a common denominator. And a lot of people say, uh, denominator? Is that a political party? What is that? <laughs> and so they need quite a bit of help catching up on that concept. And you know, a lot of people miss that in the fifth grade. That's where we really teach adding fractions. And here they are in the 11th grade trying to do trigonometry, and they don't understand adding fractions. So when we detect that they don't know how to add fractions, vectored instruction kicks in and takes them right to special lessons building the whole foundation. What is a numerator? What is a denominator? Why do you need to have a common denominator to be able to add the numerators? And we 
we teach a lot back to them and they say, you know what? This is a lot easier to understand than it was in the fifth grade. <laughs> and they get it and then we're back in the 11th grade course, except now they can do it. When we added vectored instruction, we saw student scores nationally just rise like balloons. But guess what? If you break the assessments with cheating, then our diagnostic tool to know what you need to help you be successful is broken, and it doesn't work. And what a shame. This could impact your whole life. So you go get a job at NASA, and your job is to design the Hubble telescope mirror. <laughs> but you don't know how to add fractions, and you can't say, Dr. So-and-so can't do fractions. So what do you do? You design it wrong. Then we need to have five spacewalks to put the glasses on just because someone messed up assessments in the sauce. You get my point. I'm very passionate about it because when you hurt a cellist, when you hurt these assessments, you hurt the people I care about. Yeah. When it comes to cellist students, I'm not very social, and you need to work on that for me. <laughs> I think it's okay not to be. <laughs> I do. Not Could I have that in writing? <laughs> well, I know that uh, it's pretty hard when you're young and you're just coming up and you haven't really gone out and applied for jobs. You haven't got, I mean, it's one thing to get a job. All you need to do to get a job is have a diploma, except what a lot of the best employers now are realizing that those diplomas don't mean as much as they used to. And so now, when you go get a job, they give you a test. Um, SpaceX says, I don't care whether you have a college degree or not. Take the test and show me you can do it, and you're hired. I don't care if you have a college degree or not. Take the test and flunk it. You're not hired. If you cheat your way to a diploma, you're throwing away so many of your opportunities to do great things and to really enjoy your life. It is really discouraging when you don't get it and you're just sitting there so discouraged and you don't get it. But when you start to get it, when you start to see the vision coming on, wow, F equals MA. The derivative of velocity is acceleration. And you see the beauty of that. Then you're so glad. <laughs> I'm getting social. <laughs> I had it in writing. I don't have to, but I'm getting it. But the beauty of knowledge and seeing these things is so wonderful. Do not waste one sacred minute of the time that you spend learning. It doesn't cheat me. It doesn't cheat your teacher. It doesn't cheat your friends. It cheats you. So study hard. Be diligent. Learn. And do great things. Remember. The future that we are so concerned about 
is the place where we plan to spend the rest of our lives. Thank you. See you next time.